children inherited genes only from Kif and Leela, plus trace DNA from a certain Scruffy. Scruffy stuff gets around. tomorrow this is back to the futurama your podcast voyage through the hulu reboot of one of the greatest tv shows fox and comedy central ever canceled (laughs) i'm ben and i'm mike today we're talking about futurama season eight episode two children of a lesser bog uh the internet movie database.com uh, has its summary as Amy and Kiff's children emerge from an alien swamp. There's Period. Th- That's it. That's all they <laughs> There's say. There's so much more to this. But before we get to any of it, we got to we gotta do one thing, Ben. You know what we got to do, Ben? Apologize to everyone. We, I, am apo- I will apologize for what we're about to do here. But it's time for Outsourcing Mike's Bits. Again, you know, uh, you, you buy the thing, you got to use it, you know, because then you're just flushing money down a toilet. And in this economy, <laughs> uh-huh, no, uh-huh. sir. No, sir. All right. It's time for that good, good shuffle. Again, we're very, we're running low on cards. So, you know, this, this will move into a different card set and we'll go from there. Uh, but Ben. Yes, Mike. oh boy would you rather accidentally laugh loudly at a funeral or fart while giving a speech at a wedding so laugh loudly at a funeral or fart while giving a speech at a wedding yes okay um depends on whose funeral and whose wedding Um, oh okay yeah fair because like uh, you know if I'm if I'm at like uh, a grandparents' funeral, and it's like a solemn Catholic mass. Like, sure, I'm, 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 I'm gonna feel real bad about like laughing. Yeah, I understand. Um, I've been in that situation. Did not laugh, but I would have been mortified. Uh huh. Whereas, like, you know, at my actual grandfather's funeral, where it was, it was much less of a funeral and more just like a bunch of us hanging out at like his favorite golf club and getting drunk and like telling cool stories about him. There was a Fair. lot of laughter at that funeral because like we were just telling wild stories about him. My grandfather was at Woodstock, dude. I learned that, oh, that at rules. his funeral. That like, rules. How, how did it take me going to his funeral to find out that he was at freaking Woodstock? Sometimes you don't know the people you're related to until they're gone. Right, I got like put that on some kind of weird like you know tapestry because that's that's gold. So it really depends. Um, but let's assume a sort of standard, maybe not like full on Catholic mass, but like a solemn funeral. Sure, and like a a, a wedding where, uh, you know. A wedding where the 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 bride and groom are not going to be happy with you farting in the middle of a speech. Okay. I 
would probably still go with the funeral. Um, the laughing loudly at a funeral. Laughing, laughing loudly at a funeral. Because you can just be like, grief takes a lot of forms, and, Ooh, and like, okay, fair enough. You've you've got a very easy out. Whereas, like, I feel like most people I know, the uh, farting during the speech at a wedding would, you know, m- maybe be forgotten, maybe be just like a funny story. But you never want to like, you know, it's someone's special day. You there's a high risk that like that's going to be remembered in a real negative light. Whereas if I just start laughing loudly at a funeral, I would just be like, man, you know, uh, grief takes so many forms. And I was thinking about the time he, you know, did some some funny thing. Um, Okay, fair enough. It's it's a real easy out is what I'm trying to say. So I'm going to go with that. I think. Okay, that's that's a fair, reasonable point. I would probably go with the farting because I feel like if I am at a wedding, people are already a little conditioned to be a little more accepting. I think you're you have that point of bride and groom may not be super into it or you know whatever. But that being said, you're I have also in my time seen some poor speeches that would have been improved by farting in the middle of them. <laughs> So I'm saying like I and again, I've also been at some funerals where laughing loudly would have been like you are taking your, you you know, obviously you've got the grief takes many forms. But at the same time, you're also dealing with like, you know, for instance, my grandmother's funeral, I would have been very mortified to hear anybody laugh. And it took me a long time to like, like it was the, the next day for me before I like was interested in laughing. Whereas farting, I think, especially since you're the one giving the speech, right? Like, you have the ability to play it off if you have improvisational chops of being like, whoa, whoa, look at all that food over there. It's already getting through me. I don't know how it's doing to you guys. You know, that kind of That's your best improvisational chops? Okay. I mean, (laughs) I'm not going for it. I'm, you know, I'm just saying, like, Uh I'm not Ryan Styles. I'm not calling mockery over here. But also, I think that because Man, can it's you imagine a- inviting Ryan Styles to your wedding? That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, instead of dancing, we're just watching him do uh, do whose line? Just him. Uh, uh-huh. the, no, the dance floor opens up, and it's just uh, Ryan Styles being being posed by Colin Mockery like a, a doll. Yeah, sounds great. That that rules. No, that does uh, that does sound really great. Uh, and then do- Wayne Brady shows up and starts singing uh, parody songs about the bride and groom. That's wedding okay. of the year. Now, now, continue. Now, continue. We've we found a much better uh, better scenario than farting. But here we are. Um, I do think that at a wedding, people are generally more like more agreeable to laugh things off because it's just like you're you're having a good time. There's drinks flowing. You know, or it's a cash bar and everybody's a little upset, but there are drinks flowing. People are at least having drinks and dancing and they're happy, you know, because they've they've watched these two people say that they do and, you know, what have you. I, I think that there's just more leeway at a wedding than there is at a funeral, kind of regardless. I, I understand okay. that you've okay. got you, you do have that kind of non-traditional funeral where it's more of a. 
<laughs> can you can you believe that Grandpa Travis was like blah 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 at Woodstock and then also got really high or whatever you know like that's I get that but at the same time I would I would be less mortified by farting while giving a speech because I feel like I could spin out of that or it could it could be a silent but deadly that just like you know what nothing nobody heard it 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 does not say fart loudly but we're making it assume uh-huh. um you can also blame it on the many kids at the 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 wedding etc i feel like there's more outs for so, that so so than- basically we're both uh trying to figure out what the best way uh the best exit strategy is yes uh, there, i feel okay. like there are more outs for the farting during the speech than there are for laughing loudly at a funeral okay but, but that that's just my opinion um and i almost went to straight we want to hear what you think <laughs> But enough like, about straight, straight to the end of the episode. Enough about weddings and funerals. Let's get to births because we're talking about <laughs> Kiff and Amy's children today. I children do, of a lesser I, bog. I do love how many life events are are already being discussed in this episode. We get yeah. So this was uh, pointed out uh, very early when people when people were looking at the. Um, list of upcoming Futurama episodes and they saw this, there was a lot of speculation that this is what it was going to be about because we literally in an episode mm-hmm. 20 years ago, which is a mm-hmm. wild thing to say about a television show that isn't it's, the Simpsons. Uh-huh. Um, 20 years ago, uh, Kiff said that in 20 years, the tadpoles will sprout legs and then uh, emerge from the swamp. And Amy says that she'll be ready then. And here we are 20 years later. Um, so that happened. It is it's uh, just amazing that they're like, OK, let's just put a pin in this for 20 years. Literally, like at one point, uh, Amy has a weird calendar reminder. Uh, from 20 years ago, I was like, what is this? And I'm sure some writer was like, I have this plan. We're coming back, you say. <laughs> I have a calendar uh, event, um, and I do not remember when it is. It's literally like 50-some years in the future where a friend of mine, there's like a, I don't know, it's like an eclipse or a, some celestial event And she was like, hey, in, you know, the year 2060 or, you know, whatever, whatever this year is, who wants to watch this with me? And I was like, I'll put it on my calendar. And then I did. So somewhere in my Google calendar is an event way far in the future that I don't remember what it is. Um, And if Google calendar is still a thing and I'm still alive at the point that that calendar uh uh, event pops i'll be like what the hell what is this <laughs> don't you so al- i get it yeah don't you also have a recurring one that just says abraham lincoln or something it was it was a one-time event and it said angry ham lincoln <laughs> and it was related to this podcast for reasons <laughs> i do not remember <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that i somehow brought it back to the podcast i've totally forgotten about both of those things i thought it was a recurring one no, uh. it's just a one-time thing. Uh, the year that I I mentioned, and I don't remember why. I think I think I was gonna do a costume that was Angry Ham Lincoln, 
Which is a good uh, costume. It sounds very funny. So I'm apparently I'm just prone to like putting weird future events in my calendar. So I I do do find it very funny that it's we could definitely listen back at some point and find whatever we however that Mike we have 151 episodes of this podcast at time of recording. I'm not listening through that crap to find out what Angry Ham Lincoln was about. (laughs) No thanks. That's fair. Yeah, she's got an invite. uh, uh, She's got a an event on her calendar uh, for the birth, the emergence of her children. Uh, we also get a side plot about Bender making a bunch of honey candies. That's just there for some reason. I do a hundred percent. So uh, there was a point where after, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, we're still kind of figuring out how we talk about these episodes now, just, but we're we're in we're in pure vibes territory, okay, Mike. So right. we just but, there, but zero structure. I literally wrote down after the manscaping scene, which g- great. Um, I literally said, I don't know how, but those stupid bunch of honeys or whatever are gonna be part of the resolution of this episode because they can't it it like at first it's like oh that's a funny gag to throw in there i love bit of honey etc cetera, etc cetera. and then they kept bringing it up and kept bringing it up i'm like this thing has to be due to the end of the episode somehow and then it kind of was kind of wasn't you know what they say about a bunch of honey in the first act mike you got to get all sticky in the third uh yeah that's exactly what they say so, I mean, Zap is very clearly uh, using it to get sticky in his third base area to like. Sure. Uh, that joke didn't land. I apologize. So it's fine. I tried. You know what? I tried. Uh, you, we're hit still, bl- we're, you, you hit that Blurns ball into orbit. We're still getting used to the Futurama thing again here. As, this is episode two, baby. So yeah, All right. We only have 20 of these. For um, now, until for now. until well, they come God. back for yet another season. We'll be doing yeah. this until the end of time. So It's true. I, I do want to point out that it is always good to see the Grand Midwife, and the Grand Midwife has a lot going on in this episode. The The Grand Midwife makes her return. Uh, Amy's parents make their return. Weird, weird shot, but the uh, whale biologist makes a return in this episode. <laughs> yep. You also get um oh I've forgotten her name. The the woman that's always trying to get to Nutley. It's gone. Oh, Petunia. Petunia. And you also mm-hmm. see uh Scruffy. Scruffy's there. Always good to see Scruffy. Scruffy Scruffy's there made in me, a gag, which is very good. That gag made me laugh so hard because it's literally talking about the DNA of the the kids. And it's a it's a pie chart with Kiff and Leela and then a small bit of Scruffy. And he's just like uh, he says something like, yep, my DNA gets around everywhere while he's literally reading <laughs> a porno mag about uh, I want to triple X. It wasn't it triple X topiaries or something. Yeah, something because like it's that. just like like cutting bushes <laughs> into butts. It's very funny to me. It's uh, it's very what we do in the shadows, uh, where Laszlo um, makes all the vaginas. Yeah. Uh, oh, so wonderful. I just th- 
vibes are good, man. The vibes are on this one are very good. V- vibes are good. So, uh, yeah, Scruffy makes his return too, which is great. Um, also, uh, threw me for a little bit of a loop, but Leo Wong has a new voice actor uh, oh. because Leo Wong was originally voiced by Billy West. Um, this is sort of part of a larger movement where oh, okay. uh, uh, characters of color are that had traditionally been voiced by white people have been uh, kind of getting replaced with people who are actually people of color. So mm-hmm. like the I know I mentioned Clone High in the last episode, but they did the same thing in the Clone High reboot. Uh, Cleopatra uh, is not voiced by. Uh, what's her name? The one who did Cleopatra in the the first run. Okay. Um, because Cleopatra, famously, you know, Egyptian, sure, uh, was voiced by a, a white woman. the The woman who played Kate on uh, the Drew Carey show, uh, Krista oh. Miller. I want to say. Yeah, I think you're right. And they gave another role to her, um, so she could still be on the show, but like. They they actually, you know, got a, a voice actress of color to to play the role of Cleopatra. So this is sort of part of a larger movement. Um, and it's it's good to see like it. It always throws me for a loop at first because I'm like, wait, sure, what? Yeah. Uh, but then I'm like, oh, right. No, I mean, it was literally Billy West playing the the voice of a an old uh, Martian Chinese man for all of those seasons. Sure. So it's it's good to see that. And I. And I will just say this, I didn't even clock that there was anything different, which is probably a good thing, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's it was it was different enough that I I picked it up uh for sure, but um uh it like it, it was it was a good performance, so like I I get why you were not uh, immediately familiar with uh or it didn't immediately clock that, but but no, I I I agree with you. I think that's the the right move. Yeah, and it's been um I mean I know also uh Big Mouth did that where Jenny Slate was uh the voice of I forget the character's name, but uh she's a young black girl and then like they actually made a whole point of like having an episode where she gets replaced. Uh she actually gets replaced with a uh a voice actor of color as well. And so they actually made a big production out of it because it was uh you know with like Clone High and with Futurama, they were off the air for years. And so you bring it back and you just like low key kind of replace the voice actor. Um, but they made a whole big deal out of it, which was also pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see that um, happening, uh, you know, even if it's a little weird to return to it and be like, wait a minute, that's that wasn't uh, Leo Wong's voice. But now voiced by uh, Feodor Chin. Uh, who is the voice of Zenyatta on Overwatch? Uh, he's Lee Sin in League of Legends. Oh dang! He's uh, he's uh, some additional voices in Diablo Four. Um, oh hell yeah! He's like all over like gaming uh, voice acting. That rules. Oh, he's in Ghostwire Tokyo and Yakuza like a dragon. That's exciting. I have to hear. Yeah, keep so- an ear out for him. So he's he's the new uh, Leo Wong. Uh, he was also uh, Doctor Park on Jane the Virgin, which I didn't watch, but I've I know a lot of people who got into that. So sure, he's also in a video. Uh, I think it's an online video. It's called Two Wongs Make a White." 
which is about two uh, an Asian couple uh, adopting a uh, uh, white child. So two Wongs make a white. That's, uh, that's very th- funny. That's terrific. Um, it's good. I'm I'm uh, happy with the change. So those are the two plots. We get the the bunch of honey plot and the 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 which is hardly a plot. It's it's like <laughs> a couple of gags that leads to the main resolution of the a plot is basically more accurate. Obviously, they go back to I don't remember the planet, but they go back to the planet uh, where where these these tadpoles were, were amphibious nine amphibious nine and they head back and the the kids start to emerge um and then there is the winnowing um where basically they watch as widows walk it's not (laughs) it's not quite there it is it is what i thought of when they said uh winnowing though um i 100 percent know that they did not have that in mind when they were writing that but i appreciate oh no they, they definitely it. did not but i i was definitely uh i was definitely thinking about it w- 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 widows walk <laughs> when, someone who listens to this podcast cha- put their text message alert to that uh and every time i think about that that makes me uh la- like if i thought about that at a funeral i would bust out laughing well sure um, um, so but yes, so there's this winnowing of uh, of the kids, and it turns out that there's only like uh, three that remain afterwards. Uh, I do love that the Grammy wife's like, we all stand back and let this happen, except for Zoidberg, who's like, I'm going <laughs> to chomp a few down. Z- you know, Zoidberg sees a free meal, and he's not about to turn that down. He, um, he even takes the tails, and he's like, I'll put these with l- butter and lemon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, funny. so the the dozens upon dozens of kids get whittled down to three and a half, uh, which really just means three. And uh, it's it's a good bit. I, I liked the whole scene. Like, it's oddly perverse to just watch a bunch of uh, emerging <laughs> uh, aliens from a bog and just getting like children and getting all yeah. eaten. But I mean, it was a funny yes, bit. Yes, but it also like references like. How turtles, you know, have to make it to the water to. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's enough uh, animal there kingdom is, in it that it's not. There like, is precedent. It, it's it's not like this is a horrifying thing. It's more played for for jokes. And I feel like if it was humans, it would be like, oh god, why are you doing this? Right there, there is precedent. There is nature precedent. So, uh, but yeah, they get three kids whose name uh, names I've already forgotten. Um, Axel. Axel's one of them, definitely. Yeah, Axel, uh, I think Mandy and the the baby whose name yeah. I forget. The baby with one eye. Cause yeah, and it's it's uh funny because um when I was when I was talking to my wife about uh the upcoming episode, because I was like uh, I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch it, and she she um or I, I mentioned I was gonna watch it yesterday. And uh, uh, she's like, well, I hope it's good. I'm like, well, it's supposed to be about this. And I kind of explained the plot. I had completely neglected the part where they are actually genetically the offspring of Leela. I had I had spaced uh, right. that whole bit, despite watching that episode dozens of times in my life. Right. Yeah. I just I had I had forgotten all about that. And then the they uh, the baby comes out with one eye and I'm like, oh, Right. 
how'd I forget about that? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's very funny knowing that a decent amount of that uh, that episode was kind of about Leela having to deal with the fact that she she gave this DNA and then like, oh, it'll probably be fine. And then the the final shot is probably the baby that we see like the tadpole with one one eye so i i find that very funny that you're like oh right i forgot about this uh-huh yeah i i had completely like i just in in my in my recap of like sort of oh it's gonna be the follow-up to this i was just like yeah kiff and amy have a bunch of babies that are tadpoles and didn't even think about oh yeah no it's technically leela's dna right so. that's that is again most of the conflict of that episode if i remember correctly yeah exactly so <laughs> so yeah it's it's about um that kiff and amy become uh parents um and they have these three kids axel and mandy and the other one i'm trying to find the name of the other one on uh, the internet movie database.com and it's such a new episode that it's like there's not a lot on here uh it does mention that it is tagged so you can tag things on the okay. uh, internet movie database.com it is tagged with wilhelm scream which i didn't catch i also didn't catch holy dang and then i looked at the parents guide uh it says for sex and nudity we see zap's chest hair all right, we see we see Zap's chest with hair, not graphic, and Kiff delivering his offspring, somewhat graphic. Uh, somewhat? Profanity noticed no profanity. <clears throat> Alcohol, drugs, and smoking, low amounts of drinking. So that's your parents' guide. Um, I don't know. At one point, Leela's at work and says, "I'm drunk." <laughs> Are you sure I wasn't drunk? I, I mean, I'm drunk now. Yeah, Leela. Is drunk a lot <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> she's literally just drinking at work. And yeah, like you said, declares that she's drunk and then continues drinking at work. Um, I I do. I feel like we do. I, I do want to just mention why we go on the bunch of honey sub gag plot thing. Anyway, it's because mm-hmm. Fry is is sucking on his his jacket because there was residue of it from when he was was frozen. And it's like, it's all just three, like four gags that get you to the end result. Um, I mean, I do, that's classic Futurama. Um, that's fair. Like, but but literally, if if <laughs> if they were just like, okay, we're not doing the Kiff and Amy plot. There are like 12, 12 seconds of show. Um, uh, I do uh, obviously Amy's family isn't too smitten with the grandkids uh (laughs) i laughed out loud when they uh paced over their ask me about my grandkids uh bumper sticker to don't ask me about my grandkids uh i would it's very legitimately love to see a car driving down the street with a bumper sticker that says don't ask me about my grandkids because that raises way more (laughs) questions than ask me about my grandkids now are you going to be the future you want to see in the world? Uh, no, I, I, that's a lot of, that's a lot of effort. Um, I don't like, I don't think they make, uh, don't ask me about my grandkids, uh, bumper stickers, but I'm going to look, 
so there's def. I typed in "Don't ask me about my grandkids" bumper sticker. Uh, there's definitely an "Ask me about my grandchildren" bumper, sure. bumper sticker. Um, there's one that says "Go ahead, ask me about my grandbaby." Go ahead. I don't. So what you're telling me is you'd have to generate it. I would have to make that myself. Now, with the Futurama tie-in, I could maybe sell a bunch of them and make a cool profit. Ooh, um, so here we go. That's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, also, still trying to find what uh, the baby's name is. And uh, <laughs> there's an article that's like, Futurama, who are Kif's and A- Kif and Amy's children? It does not list their names. Um, so. <laughs> Terrific. Terrific. Oh, here we go. Kiff Croker's offspring. Thanks, futrama.fandom.com. Uh, you are uh the best. Um I I have uh TV tropes open, and it's like this one's for Axel Mandy and Little What's His Name. Does it really say that? Yeah, because that's what Kiff says later on. This one's for Axel Mandy and Little What's His Name. See, so even even Kiff even even Kiff uh, even yeah. Kiff uh, the, the great the great father Axel Mandy and Newt. Wow that that journey that that long walk didn't have much to end at did it? No, it's like the time there was I don't I might have told this story before but there was this time in college where I I met this dude while I was just like hanging out in the library wait between classes and we started uh, he heard me talking to someone else about. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons so we kind of started striking up conversation we both had classes at the same time so we were always in the library at the same time and we sort of just started talking between classes sure I had forgotten his name and um, yeah, yeah sure I was way too far in to be like I'm oh, yeah, I'm, you, I'm sorry yeah, I'm yeah. sorry what, what was your name the, the wonderful part about social anxiety so uh, we were talking one time and a friend comes up and um they they start talking and and I, the whole time I'm just like introduce yourself please introduce yourself. They didn't introduce. So oh, later they're like, man. oh, who who was that you were talking? I'm like, I don't know his name. I was hoping you. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Then it happened again with someone else. <laughs> and uh, the second time, my my friend was just like, he kept giving me this look like, aren't you gonna introduce me to like like I could feel the look of like. Ben, come on, this is rude. And I kept giving this look like, please, for the love of God, please introduce <laughs> yourself. And um, then later on, he was like, oh, like, I, I was waiting for you to introduce. I was like, I don't know his name. I was like, ah. And then finally, it happens a third time. <laughs> and like, I, we ran, uh, my roommate ran into us and he's like, oh, hi, I'm, I'm, you know, says his name. And then the guy is finally like, oh, Hi. I'm Ed. And I'm like, Ed, it was two letters, <laughs> two letters. And I couldn't remember it. Ah, it drove me nuts. <laughs> so, um, hey, this I feel episode, like that all over again. This with, episode with is, is dedicated to Ed. Sure. This episode's dedicated to Ed, who told me about the time he was watching the, uh, Kermit, the frog hurt, uh, Johnny Cash video. Which sure. prominently features uh, Kermit the Frog masturbating. So uh, <laughs> this one's to you. This one's for you, Ed. Anyways, um, Axel, Mandy, and Newt are the kids. 
they, I thought we found something on that walk to, to land at. They, uh, oh. well, like all new parents, Kiff and Amy are burnt out because sure. suddenly they've got three kids of different ages somehow right. because they mature at different rates depending on the uh, temperature I, of the water. Yeah. And uh, which is a nice hand wavy way to be like, we need a teenager, a toddler and a uh, baby. But they um, kind of don't even need that. <laughs> like, like what in this episode? Well, I without knowing what's coming up, what in this episode do you need a teenager and all these three di- different like, yes, you can't have them all be toddlers because that are uh, babies because that's not funny. But like they could just all be toddlers. No, I think it works well because you've got Axel who, you know, he's he's going through his teenage phase where he's just like he doesn't want to doesn't want to show any sort of emotion. Uh, he's just like, whatever. Uh, and then you've got like the toddler who is, you know, excitable. And um, uh, then you've got the the baby and it all plays into the next part where Kiff gets called off to an assignment. Sure. Um and Amy's left to take on the responsibility herself. She gets Leela to babysit the kids who are, again, Leela's genetic offspring. Right. All seem to like Leela more. And I think this is why it's important that you have the three different ages. Okay. Because, you know, you've got teenagers always going to be kind of like, ugh, whatever, mom. Like, right. you know, yeah. obviously I was a teenager once. Uh, as was I, as far as you know. So, as far as um, I know, yes. So you got the teenager aspect, where like, of course, the teenagers can be like, well, I want to, I want to hang out with Leela because like she's cool and she's drunk all the time. <laughs> uh-huh. And, uh huh. And canonically so. <laughs> uh, and then you've got the toddler who like, okay, well, toddlers are like, you know, whoever's the one giving me ice cream at this moment is like my right. favorite one. But then you get the baby because this the when Amy sees uh, the the baby and because like even at the beginning, the baby is kind of like, oh, I'm I'm like into Leela. But that's fair. When this is happening, when the baby, the one you're supposed to have this like immediate maternal bond with. Yeah. Is, okay. Goes all in on Leela. Like that's the moment Amy breaks. And so I think you need all three of those age groups because, like, if it's all just teenagers, they're like, well, of course, all the teenagers, like, are rebelling against their mom. Um, If it's all toddlers, well, yeah, Leela bought them ice cream. So, of course, like, the the toddlers are all, like, into Leela in this moment when they've still literally got the ice cream in their hand. Right. I think representing all three age groups, like, it's not just a phase – it's not just about like the ice cream. It's not about them, you know. Leela plays the part of a pony, which is a very funny scene. Uh, That's but true. it's it's not just that. It's like thick and thin. All three age groups are just like, no, Leela's better. <clears throat> She's like clearly the one that I want to hang out with, and that right. is what breaks Amy. And that's why I think it's very important you have them at all three different ages. I think that's. That's a reasonable point, and I hadn't thought about it that way. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You are welcome for schooling you. Bam. Oh, no. Widow's walk. <laughs> it's weird when... Um, <laughs> it's weird when 
when I'm being schooled by you and then you play my own voice back at me. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a the other thing that changed between uh, the end of season seven and uh, start of season eight is I got a soundboard. So. Oh, yeah, uh, we're going to you're going to hear that a lot, especially if one of these episodes has any scene whatsoever on it. If if there is a uh-huh. scene on it, we will be talking about it. Don't you worry about that. What, we're the premier Futurama slash Widow's Walk podcast. Oh yeah, um, uh huh, a hundred percent. No one even don't even step to us. I'm sure other Futurama podcasts are better at Futurama, and I'm sure like ninety nine percent Invisible probably did a Widow's Walk episode when we're never going to compete with Roman right. Mars. But we're it's like we're Golden Corral. We've got it all together. And just yes, what I always wanted. I wanted to be compared to Golden Corral, a great restaurant with food that doesn't make me uh, feel sick after I eat it. Exactly. Um, what a wonderful concept. What a wonderful concept. Golden Corral. If you want. To spot if you want to sponsor this podcast, I will continue to say nice just, things. Just like, send me a loose plate me of buffet sick. food, please. <laughs> uh, just mail it to me in an envelope. It's fine. Um, I'll put it on a plate here. Don't worry about it. So, um, <laughs> man, we were so on task last episode, and now we're talking about Golden Corral mailing us loose food. Um, it's it's great. Good job. We're back at we're, it. We're doing um, it. We're it's it's re- we're really back. So yeah, Amy Amy immediately uh gets real depressed about this. We also see a repeated theme of the grand midwife peering through the windows and taking notes ominously. Very and ominously, yes. We find out toward the end of the episode that it's because uh she is basically challenging Amy uh that Amy's not the the real uh parent um and so they they have to do a um a challenge but before we get to that there's also a little side bit where uh Kiff is back up on the Nimbus he mm-hmm. uh, as previously mentions uh has to wax zap with the bunch of honey which is it's so wild to me. The less said about that, the better. Um, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it's classic Zap, though. So, classic you know, it zap. is what it is. Uh, then they go to a, a an outpost where the whale biologist is now a bear biologist. Right, because he, he hated whales so much. But he still hates bears. So he hasn't, <laughs> yeah. found, he hasn't found an animal <laughs> he likes. But, you know, I guess he can move jobs relatively freely. So good for him, I guess. That... Uh, that also made me laugh out loud, where he's just like, I'm a bear biologist. Sounds like a fun job that pays bad. I used to be a whale biologist, but I hate whales. Hate them. Well, then it's good you found an animal you like. Nope, still looking. <laughs> You're right. That was that I, was a laugh out loud line. It was so there, Yeah, good. There, were, there were multiple jokes in this episode that was just straight up laugh out loud. And I'm like, yes, Futurama still got it, but we'll get yeah, there. We'll, we'll get, get there. there in our in our... Uh, pseudo grades um pseudo grades yeah they they have a little adventure where um a bunch of uh tardigrades also known as water bears uh, which in reality are microscopic but in the future uh in 3023 uh they are the size of actual bears Mm -hmm. on this one outpost 
mm-hmm. don't think we've ever seen tardigrades elsewhere in the Futurama universe. I could be wrong. Um, there's a whole thing where uh, Zap, because Zap is eating the bunch of honey, it sends the the tardigrades wild. Well, they, he d- he does litter the uh, the wrapper, which the bear mm-hmm. biologist is like, you can't do that. If they smell human food, they go wild, and then puts it into an incinerator. Right, but he's still literally holding more of the bunch of honey. That is also fair. So, yes. He ends up getting chased into a cave, and it's at that point when Amy calls Kiff, and it's the return of the iPhones, by the way, because, like, the iPhone was a thing in the episode, um, Attack of the Killer app, and then they never brought it up again, and now they're just like, hey, y'all, remember how they all stuck phones into their eyes? Well, now they can uh, and all talk to each other. And their whole head would ring. And they're just like, yeah, we're bringing it back. Which was a bold move. I... But I respect it. I respect it. And I actually appreciate it. Because it, it shows a, like, yes, no one... That episode may not have been of our best. But now people could communicate with each other very easily. With, mm-hmm. Rather than Leela's arm thing. Uh-huh. That's when... Amy calls and says, like, hey, like, you got to you got to come back because, like, I'm I'm being challenged for my own motherhood of our children. Um, Also, Amy is just losing it in general, which fair. Yeah. Um, As as someone who at some point has uh, an idea towards maybe being a parent, I'm like, okay, good to know. I I will do my best not to have three children at the same time at from different ages. I mean, good luck. It's it happens to so many people, Mike. It so, does. You're um, right. I just I have mean, to make at, sure that consistent temperatures. Look at Mrs. Doubtfire. Like you think all those kids were born at different times? No, they all popped out like that. They I, were all different ages. Uh, I have, <laughs> I have a lot of different. I have a lot of concerns uh, mm-hmm. physiologically uh, with what you've described. Uh-huh. Um, because uh-huh. my understanding of human birth is wrong. So <laughs> continue. So, anyways, um, yeah, this uh, this does cause Kiff to go on a, a tardigrade killing rampage. Um, up until he sees that uh, the tardigrades have cubs of their own, um, at which point he sees the bear biologist uh, up on a catwalk in the cave. Somehow. Not a widow's walk. Not a widow's walk. Very a important. Catwalk, yeah. And he's eating salmon tartare, just watching these tardigrades try to kill Kiff yeah. and Zap. And is also holding a full fish. Just a whole yeah, where, fish. Where do you think where do you think the salmon uh tartar comes from? You gotta I, have the fish. He has a plate of salmon tartar and then a, a, uh-huh. another in the other hand a full well, yeah if he wants if he wants more salmon tartar, he's got a salmon ready, is what I'm saying. Sure. What <laughs> those are the things that he has though. He doesn't have a knife or a cutting board. Oh, yeah, because you don't see a knife. He's not. But you ever heard of a pocket knife? Do you want to make salmon tartare with a pocket knife? I don't want to make salmon tartare at all. That sounds pretty disgusting and difficult, but. <laughs> OK, 
Okay. Who else is making salmon tartare on this outpost? Okay, fair. I'll 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 give this to the bear biologist. Uh, so I do, do want to point out that this is the most confounding directorial choice in the episode to me. Okay, that that we 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 don't see this all in one go. We there is suspense uh, attempted where we cut as soon as so Kiff sees that their parents kind of like takes his 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 laser gun, thinks for a minute, and then cocks it again and points it at them. We then go back to to Amy, and then once Amy and Kiff are reunited, Kiff basically recounts this what happens mm-hmm. with the 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 bear biologist and attacking him or attacking the catwalk so that he can then get away. Those two minutes are like a minute apart, and when you do that, it's way more effective if you set something up at the beginning of the episode and then resolve it late in the episode, not. Do something and then basically be like, oh, you shouldn't have worried about for that for 60 full seconds. It just felt very like the pacing was off with that. You're right. We do get the um, the nonlinear sort of storytelling of like, we think that at first he's killed the whole family of tardigrades. And it turns out he's just killed the bear biologist. Uh, I, have, I have faith that the bear biologist will somehow get out. He did have the full fish. He could give to the tardigrades. Uh, also, before anyone tweets at me, uh, Kiff technically only shot the catwalk and the bear biologist was killed by the tardigrades. So, you know, place blame where you will. To be fair, but we are also enough. assuming that the bear biologist was killed. We don't know this for sure. But this is enough to get uh, Kiff and Zap out of the cave. Kiff manages to return back to... Uh, Amphibios 9, where uh, Amy is uh, on trial again, basically. Uh, We do get a nice return to the like, oh, the shame, the shame of it all, because Kiff's not there at first. So the grand midwife uh, does does her classic lines about the shame. Amy, where is your smizmail? He isn't with me. Oh, the sorrow. Oh, the shame. There he is. Okay, but it doesn't lessen the shame. Classic shame lines. They go into a tiki hut that's there. Um, and Isn't it called like the uh, the uh, the? It's it's some some kind of like funny name, like the uh, yeah. They, she calls it something, something, but some some may call it a tiki hut. The challenge may play out over days or weeks within the brutal confines of the Inquisidome. Some call it a tiki hut. They walk in and they do the uh, they do the test, which the test is just a simple question, uh, which I unfortunately did not write down. Um, I probably should have. It's it's but it's, it's like, like do do you uh, do you not love or do you or do you not love these children or something like that? Right. And Amy says um, more than I ever thought I I would ever be possible. And uh, the grand midwife. Is like, all right, that's the test. Closes up the book, uh, pulls a, a little rope, and then the whole wall falls over. She's like, that's not supposed to happen. Um, <laughs> which is pretty good. Gag. Yeah, fun little it was, gag. It was a fun little gag. Um, and so, yeah, now um, 
Amy, the, the challenge against Amy's motherhood has been resolved. She is unquestionably the mother of these three children. And, uh, and, and Bender, yeah. uh, Bender opens a treacle and gives it to everyone in, uh, champagne glasses. It's wonderful. Yeah, I forgot about the treacle because he adds some of that to the candy that he makes mm-hmm. earlier in the episode. Uh, and now he so, just has it and they're yeah. all just drinking champagne glasses of treacle, which sounds awful. Yeah. You want to just drink it, straight molasses? Absolutely not. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like way too much. Um, and I think that's where the episode ends. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So that means it's it's weird doing this without notes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's the end of the episode, and that means that it's time for... Do I just say vibes? (laughs) (laughs) I love how loose these episodes are going to end up being. Well, so, while simultaneously being more about Futurama than they've ever been, I think this is a good, good a good, a good vibe episode. Uh, I, I will say, like, I'm bringing that that perspective of somebody that uh, someday in the future would like to become a father. So, like, you know, instead of see, seeing it from, you know, especially seeing a mother be, you know, put on trial effectively for, are you, you know, really the mother, or should it be to somebody mm-hmm. else? Um, kind of creates like creates a natural tension to the episode um obviously i think it's we we talked multiple times about laugh out loud lines we love seeing you know the characters that we've seen before in you know and not feeling like they're kind of shoehorned in uh you know it makes sense that the grand midwife is being brought up it makes sense that scruffy is around and his DNA just gets around. It kind sure of does. Makes, it kind of makes sense <laughs> to have the whale bear biologist come around. And I, I do, you know, you we we mentioned a little bit about the iPhones. I do think it makes a lot of sense that you know now you can have people communicate even though they're not on the same planet. Although I do find it funny that Kiff would be on active dupe duty and not have it and not you know turn his phone on do not disturb or you know his whole head vibrates and now he's talking with with Amy. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, even we, uh, we didn't mention some stuff like I really enjoyed the educational film of how, Oh, we skipped right over that. That Kiff's, was a good bit. Yeah. Kiff species. And it's like supposed to be the filthiest, most erotic thing. And Bender's like, well, eh, st- still kind of hot when it's basically just like <laughs> touching pinkies. It's very uh-huh. funny. Uh, I, I just thought, you know, we've been talking a lot about, you know, this, this reboot of Futurama, whether or not it has the right tone and fits and feels like Futurama. This episode feels like Futurama. It builds off of, you know, obviously it is a sequel to that previous episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Kiff gets knocked up a notch or whatever. Um, and I, it, it feels like it makes sense for how that is. And if, and it really, it feels like Futurama to me. So I don't remember the scale, but I do remember that we have one thumbs up of, does it feel like uh, Futurama? Mm-hmm. And that's that it does. Don't know where the other thumb is, but for right now, one thumb up uh, does feel like Futurama for me. Yeah, um, there's actually quite a lot that I really enjoy about this episode. I mean, first of all, th- the number of laugh out loud moments uh, were 
uh, great. Like there were a lot of moments in this episode where I just it it just hit me and I was I was laughing and I love it. Yeah. Um, because I don't feel like I got that in the Comedy Central reboot, at least not at least not when it started. And I don't I don't want to necessarily keep comparing this to the Comedy Central reboot, but it was a rough start. Um, sure. And there were a couple of episodes in the early run of the uh, the Comedy Central reboot where I was like, I mean, I, it's funny. Like, I, I know that it's but it didn't really like get me in that like laugh out loud from my gut sort of like uh, comedy. Sure. Whereas this one definitely has it in a lot of places. The bumper sticker Bender talking about eh, it was still pretty. It's still pretty hot. Um, the um, uh, God, there was the other one that we had already talked about. Um, I I, I, I love Zoid, Zoidberg being part of the winnowing. That made yes, me laugh out like, loud. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of parts in this that were very funny, and. One of the things that I really enjoyed about this episode that I really couldn't I I didn't really have words for until we sat down to talk about it. But between the the fact that this is a return to that plot where Kiff and Amy have children and it's been 20 years and now they emerge from the swamp. The fact that everyone's got uh, iPhones in their eyes um. It makes this universe feel a lot more lived in than previous seasons. Agree. Even Absolutely even more agree. than the Fox season, because and, and, you know, when when you've got I mean, Futurama even lampoons this in the one where aliens attack, where uh, the the trick to um uh, every every TV show is at the end of the episode. Everything goes back to normal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And we have had a few paradigm shifts. Amy starts dating Kiff. Uh, and that becomes like a permanent thing. You know, Fry and Leela get together. And that was kind of a thing through the Comedy Central era. But like. It was it was still very episodic, where it's just like a bunch of stuff happens and then you return to a status quo. Right. As as classic TV does. And all of these little references, even down to like the whale biologist being like, oh, I, I used to be a whale biologist, but I hate whales. So, uh, oh, that was the other joke that I laughed at really hard. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you're still so you found uh, you you're uh, working with animals you love now. And he's like, nope, still looking. Yeah, that's such that, a great that response. got me. That got me so, so good. good. Um. But even just down to that, like every every bit of this episode feels like a lived in universe in a way that I don't think I've really felt with Futurama before, Um, where, yeah, you get little nods like uh, there's an episode where Hermes like, oh, no, it's another one of Fry's dead dogs. And they like show like it's like a little a remember Jurassic Park where this this one feels like it's building off of it. Exactly. And that felt really good in a way that I didn't expect. Um, so I'm definitely giving this one a thumbs up. It it was Futurama is like classic Futurama. It made me laugh. It uh, it's it's exploring the 
Futurama universe in a way we haven't gotten as much before. And it just it felt really good to watch. Um, And while it didn't like punch me in the feelings as much as like um, uh, Jurassic Bark or Luck of the Fry Rush or stuff like that, it was still, you know, it was still emotional. I mean, like the idea of having kids and your kids hate you and also they seem to like the person who is actually the biological parent more like that's emotions dude like yeah, yeah, totally that's that's some heavy stuff and futurama hasn't shied away from that heavy stuff and so yeah uh toe to tip that's a futurama that's a thumbs up for me all right i think we both give it a thumbs up of course we want to know what you think yeah we want to know what you think about uh children of a lesser bog about whether you would uh laugh at a funeral or uh, laugh loudly at a funeral or right. fart during a speech at a wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to know uh, whose names you have forgotten, embarrassingly. Uh, if you don't remember, don't worry. It's still great. <laughs> uh, we do, Mike, have a couple of emails. All right. That I did want to... Uh, uh, mention because you can find us on the internet at backtothefuturama.net where we've got a contact form and you can uh, send us a message through that. We've got a couple of um, messages. We've got one from Helen uh, which says hashtag Team Zoidberg. Whoop, right. whoop, 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 whoop. That's I, it. That's the message. Thank no, you, Helen. That's it's perfect message. Love it. Very, very important. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, we've got a, another message from uh, Zachary who says, uh, it's still crazy to me that Futurama is actually back, especially since I never got to witness watching this show when it was still airing new episodes. I got into the show when I was in high school back in 2015. I felt myself age immediately <laughs> right there. Um, that's fine. Uh, and have hey, since we we can I am I am happy to be be uh, popular with the Zoomers, uh, and have since binged it all the way through at least five times. It's probably one of my one of my if not my favorite animated shows ever made. Finding people who also like this show was always hard, but it but was able to get my cousins into it and they loved it too. A few months ago, I was bored and just searched Futurama in the Spotify search bar and came across your podcast and gave it a listen. I liked it so much, I started jumping around and listening to your thoughts on my favorite episodes, and then just started listening to them all. I never fully finished each one, but it was always a good way to pass time and enjoy talking about the show. To experience the show coming back with the new episodes along with you guys, reviving the podcast is so awesome to me, as I know I'll actually have people to discuss the show with now. Best of luck on the rest of this podcast season. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Zachary. Yeah, that's, uh, I, that's really I wonderful. Feel, I mean, that's part of the reason we started this whole podcast, right? Because like, yeah. when you when you like a show uh, and not, uh, you know, I mean, Futurama is, uh, I think, a lot more popular now than it it was. I knew a lot of people at the time who were just like, oh, that other Matt Groening show? I don't know. It wasn't really my thing. Yeah. Um, and... Um, Oh, you have to have a PhD to understand any like what whatever. Um, no, no, we, yeah, we are proof positive. You do not. We're two dinguses, officially canonically dinguses. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I I definitely understand that. Like, 
Um, I have repeatedly threatened to do a podcast about the show You're the Worst because it's one of my favorite shows of all time, and I can't get anyone to watch it, and I have no one to talk about it with. So I've been like, I should just do that. And that's part of the fun of doing a a show like this, is that we get to talk about it with each other, but we've seen a lot of people kind of uh, rediscover their love of Futurama through us, or just have someone to like listen to talk about Futurama when no one else will freaking talk to you about Futurama. <laughs> so, um, and boy, we will talk about, uh, in this new episodes, a lot more about Futurama than random nonsense, which we're used to. And, uh, we do also, uh, so, um, yeah, th- thank you for the email, yes, Zachary. Thank you so and much. we do also literally while I was checking the email, uh, just got a new Patreon patron on our Whoa. Patreon. That's uh, patreon.com slash back to Futurama. Uh, so thank you to Dylan McCrory, uh, who uh, is a new Patreon patron. So thank thanks you so for much. supporting us. And um, yeah, it's great to be back. People love Futurama. It's been wild because people have been like, sending us messages on Twitter. Uh, that's at back to Futurama on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've been like, oh, like, uh, we're so excited the show's coming back. Like, it feels weird to be part of that as though we had anything to do with it. <laughs> oh, we had, we did not. We 100% um, did not. We, we're two dinguses that talk into microphones. And so it's just, it's been fun to, like, feel that hype in a way that I don't think I would have felt if we weren't doing this podcast. Like, I would still love the fact that Futurama came back. I'd still be watching it. But... Being part of that larger sort of movement where like yeah. everyone's everyone's talking at us about the new episodes. And I'm just like, this is cool because like <laughs> exactly if it if we weren't doing this podcast, it would be like, OK, great. I'll maybe like tweet about it uh, and watch whatever Johnny Two Cellos has to say about it, whose right. homework I did not copy this time. because hey! I haven't watched this new episode yet. <laughs> Well, I look forward to ending this podcast and then immediately you being like, I got to watch it now. And then inserting things after the fact is. the Uh Yep. Um, So uh, anyways, yeah, you can find all of those places to get in contact with us at back to the Futurama dot net. There's the contact form. There's the Patreon. There's the social medias. Yep. Um, And we love hearing from you. We love we love being a part of this moment where Futurama is confusingly back but so far nailing it yes thank you again for sending us stuff and and supporting us on patreon but thank you for just coming to the end of these we really appreciate it uh that you listen that you engage that you talk with us we 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 i I, i'm sure you can feel it like there's an excitement that we get to talk with you about one of one of my favorite shows one of ben's favorite shows we wouldn't be doing this if we didn't love the show so we love being able to talk with you, get your thoughts where where we missed something, where you sh- you saw something that we did, you know, we were able to show you something something exciting. So we're just we really love being part of this, and we love we love making you laugh and putting a smile on your face. So thank you for coming to the end of these things. That will do it for us this week. Uh, we will be back next week to talk about uh, the next episode. How the West was one zero one zero 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 one. 
So that's I love cool. I love the name already. I'm very yeah. excited. Mike, I'm happy to be back here talking about it's Futurama so much with fun. you. I love this. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. And until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the, the world, world of, of tomorrow. tomorrow.